Grace and peace, family. This is Kush Chikari, and welcome to the King Priest Ethos Podcast Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching from YouTube, please like, subscribe, share, comment, and turn on the notification bell when I drop a new episode. If you're listening from audio such as Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any other podcast platform, make sure you follow that podcast page, turn on the notifications, share, and leave a rate and review. Let's get into the lesson. Uh, it's good to be back. Um, today we're gonna continue on our series with the diversities of God. This is part two, and we're gonna talk about the Son of God and the Son of Man. The last episode we dealt with, um, the fatherhood of Jesus. We proved that Jesus was the Father. We broke down what the word God meant, which was Elohim, and it means one thing a magistrate, and a magistrate is a ruler. So it has many occupations, the king, uh, priest, bishop, governor, all these things. And I prove from the Bible that Jesus was the father. He is the father. Jesus is the father. And no one can say that. No one can say he's not. After what, after what I brought with Bible and evidence, no one can argue with that. Now we're going to talk about the son of God and the son of man. In other words, the sonship of Jesus. We're going to discuss based, we're going to touch base on that. So, how I want to start off with, let's start off with the title. I call it the Son of God and the Son of Man, because those are two very different titles, the Son of God and Son of Man. Now, those who are Trinitarians, we discussed, and those who are oneness, I discussed that there is no Trinity, is not even oneness, that's not even the correct word, even though, yes, there is one God. And yes, there are three. These three are one, but it's not Trinity or is it oneness. It is diversity, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 6. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. So we touched base on that. Now I want to talk about the Son of God and the Son of Man, or in other words, the Sonship of Jesus. Amen. So let's get some Bible for it. So... I want to show you proof that the Son of Man and Son of God are two very different. It came from two very different places. I'll prove it to you. John 3, verse 13 and 14. Jesus was talking with Nicodemus. And Jesus says, No man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. The Son of Man which is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. The Son of Man, which is in heaven. The Son of Man is from heaven and is in heaven. So when Jesus was on earth, the Son of Man is in heaven, was in heaven. And right now he is in heaven. He's the Son of Man. He's not the Son of God. He is the Son of Man. And also, 1 John 5, verse 5 and 6. So the Son of Man is in heaven, came down from heaven. That was the son of man. Now I want to read to you 1 John 5, verse 5 and 6. This is what it says. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. Yes, he came and overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Jesus is the son of God. This is he. It's talking about the son of God. The son of God came by water 
and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth. So the son of man came from heaven, is in heaven. And the son of God came by water and blood. So that just shows that the son of God only consisted of flesh and blood. But the son of man is in heaven glorified. The son of man and son of God are two very different functions and operations. Son of man is spiritual quickening spirit. We're going to get into that verse to describe that. But then you have the son of God only by flesh and blood. For the scriptures talk about concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who which was made. God wasn't made. So let me tell you, those who say God, the son, the Bible never says God, the son. It says son of God, not God, the son. Because the son of God was not God. He was the son of God. God in the form of a man. What was in the son of God was the Holy Spirit, was the spirit of Christ. Both human and divine. So the son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh. The son of God was according to the flesh from the seed of David. And he declared to be the son of God. How? With power, according to the spirit of holiness, which, of course, the Holy Spirit, by the resurrection from the dead, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom are ye also called of Jesus Christ. So the son, Jesus Christ, was made, made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, visited Mary, never, never slept with no man. That's why when Jeremiah, Jeremiah talked about the Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah that a new thing will happen. A woman shall compass a man. Mary never saw no man. She did not touch, she didn't touch any man, not even Joseph. And then God made a body in the womb of Mary. That's when the sonship, the son of God started to become, started in the womb of Mary. Amen. So it was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. That's in Romans 1 verse 3 to 6. So he was made of the seed according to the flesh. The son of God is flesh. The son of God is not eternal. The son of God is not eternal. The son of man, in other words, yes, because Jesus said the son of man, which is in heaven. And I know thinking about what about Nebuchadnezzar? He said, remember when he threw uh, the three Hebrew boys, he said, I saw forth in the fire. One is deformed like the son of God. That doesn't mean the son of God is eternal. What he saw, because this is what God said in Romans 4, 17. Even God who quickeneth the dead, he called those things which be not as though they were. Which be not as though they were. And that's the case. If you want to say that, then what about Isaiah? He called it even though it didn't happen, but he talked about it as though it were. Remember, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So he said a child is born. The child wasn't born yet in Isaiah's time. Biblically, chronologically speaking, this was like 700 years before the birth, but he spoke it as though it happened, it's happening right now, or it already happened. He spoke it, even though it wasn't, as though it were manifesting it. See, that's the problem. People think believers who manifest things, 
That's new age. No, that's in the Bible. It's just the devil perverted the minds to say that, oh, this is the law of attraction or all these types of certain stuff that people want to say. This is chakras. This is secular stuff. No, it has been in the Bible. This is the type of mindset God had. He called things, even though it wasn't, as though they were. Amen. I want you all to understand that. And son simply means kinship. And Christos, the word Christ, anointed one. And you can tell that this is the son of God was of the flesh, according to scriptures. And he came by water and blood. But the son of man is where? In heaven. And we say Christ sits at the right hand of God. That's the son of man, not the son of God. Because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. And the son of God was what? Flesh and blood. But the son of man... Nowhere in the Bible does it say the Son of God sits on the right hand of God. It says the Son of Man. The Son of Man and Son of God are very two different things. We dealt with it. Son of God, water and blood. Son of Man, which is in heaven. So when Jesus was talking, the Son of God in heaven, the Son of Man is in heaven right now. Hallelujah to God. And the Lord, the Bible talks about the Lord. It's evident that the Lord sprung out of Judah. He came out of the tribe of Judah. God established Judah. I mean, think about it. God is eternal. The Son of God ain't eternal. Because the Son of God, our Lord, our Lord, our Lord sprung out of Judah. And Moses never spoke of anything concerning that priesthood because Judah never had a priesthood. Because according to that, it was under the Levitical priesthood because let me show you something. Ezra 2.62 talked about that they had to register among those that were reckoned by genealogy to become priests, but they were not found. Therefore, were they as polluted as put from the priesthood? So technically, in order to become to be part of the priesthood, you have to have a genealogy, a record. But yet think about it. Melchizedek, no father, no mother without beginning of days, ending of life. Melchizedek, he was a priest, a king. And priest. A king and priest. David was like, Thou, O Lord, are you are a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Now Christ never came from the order of Melchizedek. Let, let's establish that. It was like his priesthood was like unto Melchizedek. Because no tribe, no priest came out from Judah. None of that. Because in order to become the priest. According to those days in the old covenant, not only have to be a Levite, but you have to have you got to have a record. You have to have a record, a genealogy. And the only one who didn't have one was Melchizedek. The Son of God was our Lord still. He was still our Lord because he was both human and divine. He was the only begotten Son. He was the only begotten of the Father. First John five. Verse 9 to 13 and 20 talks about if we receive the witness of man, notice the witness of God is greater. Because when Jesus was baptized and the spirit came and spoke, he said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. That was God's witness that this is was this was the son. John the Baptist bore record that this was the son. He prepared the way of the Lord. He said, for this is the witness of God, which he had testified of his son. Father testified of his son. And it said, he that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. We believe 
in the Son of God. We have to witness. Who is the witness? God, because God bore witness. There's a record. The Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. They bore record of the Son of God. The child was conceived by the Holy Ghost. And no man went into her. The child was of the Holy Spirit, Son of the Highest. And the Holy Ghost overshadowed Mary. And it talks about he that believeth not God hath made him a liar. You don't believe because God said that, yes, this is my son. There is a record. He proved. And he said, you make him a liar because they don't believe the record God gave of his son. That God sent his son to redeem us from our sins. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life through his son. The life is in his son. What was in Christ, the Bible says Christ is our life. That was in the son of God. The Holy Ghost was in him, and the Holy Ghost is life. And he that hath the Son have life. The Spirit of Jesus Christ, we have life. And he that hath not the Son of God, or the blood that redeemed us, washed us white, and put us a new spirit in us, we have not life. And it says, these things have I written unto you, that ye believe on the name of the Son of God. The name of the Son of God. What was the name? The name that he inherited from his father. What was that name? Jesus Christ. The name of the father is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the father. And we proved that in the first episode, if you want to listen to it, on the first series, excuse me, on the diversities of God, the fatherhood of Jesus. We proved that the name of the father is Jesus. And the son took on the, his father's name, not Joseph, not Joseph, Jesus. Mm. The carnal mind can't understand that. He said that ye may know that you have eternal life and yet believe on the name of the son of God. And we know that this son of God has come. It's come. He came already. Son of God came from the womb, Mary, ended on the cross, resurrected, became the son of man and went on to ascended into heaven, seated at the right hand of the father, seated on his position. He went back to his old self because let me tell you something. God sent himself. What if I told you that? God took a part of himself, made a body in the womb of Mary. Child came out of the Holy Ghost. God sent himself. Took a part of, took a part of himself. Mm, they can't understand that. Oh, no. And we're, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. And he said, the son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true. We are in God. Even in his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. The true God. Jesus Christ is the true God. And the only one that can give eternal life, everlasting salvation. And why? Because the witness of God. The father testified of his son. And the spirit bear record of the son. Because why? The spirit is truth. We have a witness. So let me let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, Trinitarian. So since the son has a father, which one was the witness? The father or the Holy Spirit? Because first John talked about the spirit bear is the spirit bears witness, but it talks about witness of God that testified of his son. So which one is it? Because there is no three gods, it's just one God with many different functions, operations. Diversities. And notice, God sent himself. 
God sent himself and Jesus has been the father. That's why when you read in John 17, 5 and 6, the prayer of Jesus, he, he's praying to the father, father, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. So he wanted to go back to his body. I wanted to, I, he was the father. He was the, he is the father. Cause he said, I had this glory, the glory you have right now. I want to go back to my spot because I did everything I could. I don't want to die like this. I want to go back to my spot. I want to go back because I was the father. He took a part of himself, made a body in the womb of Mary and put his spirit upon it. The child. And he did all how God anointed, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power to do all good, heal the sick, preach the gospel, raise the dead. He wanted to go back to a spot as the, as the father. You know, father in creation, son in redemption, Holy Ghost in the church. That has always been correct. That has always been correct. That has always been the right way. Because it says, glorify thou me with thine own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. Before the world was, I was the father. Took a part of himself. Hallelujah to God. And just what Jesus said, I have manifested thy name. Wait, 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 wait. Manifested thy name. Manifested thy name. Your name. Oh, Father, he's talking to the Father. I manifested your name. To manifest is to become apparent. It become apparent after being hidden. Because the name of God was hidden in the Old Testament. But revealed in the New Testament. That he couldn't understand it. It became, it manifested. It started to be, it was hidden for ages. They couldn't understand the name. But now it's made known. Manifested thy name. You made known the name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Your name, Father, Jesus, that's the Father's name. He manifested unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. I went out of the world. I made sure that name. I marketed that name that you have given me, that I've inherited. So you see right here, you see right here that Jesus was the Father. He sent himself. He sent himself. It's obvious. And John even talks about it again. First John 3, 8. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Son of God was manifested. There were no three thrones. There was one throne. There's no three persons. It's one person. With just different titles. Different functions. Operations. God took a part of himself. He took a part of himself. Came in the form of a man. Form of a servant. Obedience. We gotta think, we have to think like Christ. We have to think according to the Spirit. We gotta walk according to the Spirit to know that. The Bible says the purpose that the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. That's what he did. Destroy the power of the devil. By shedding his blood on the cross. That perfect sacrifice. And atonement for our sins. And to shut that accuser. The Satan. The devil. Who accuses. And now we are made clean. Made redeemed. 
Hallelujah to God. Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. What was the works of the devil? Accusing. Accusing the people. Mm. That's why we have an advocate with the Father. Jesus Christ the righteous. The propitiation of our sins. Amen. And when the Son of God came, it was also manifested the love of God. The Son of God represented the love of God, the mercy. 1 John 4, verse 9 to 10 and 14 to 15. The manifested the love of God towards us. Because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world. Only begotten Son, begotten of himself, to the world. That we might live through him. The love that was walking for 30 years, for, for three and a half years of his ministry. That was the love of God walking. That we might live through him. And this is love. Not that we loved God. But what? He loved us and sent his son. The love of God which was manifested. Not only to destroy the works of the devil. But also to be the propitiation of our sins. Our reconciler. Our atonement. And we have seen and do testify that the father sent the son. He sent the son to be the savior of the world. And whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is the Son of God. God dwelleth in him and he in God. What does that mean? We believe God's record. We believe his witness. We believe his record that this was the Son in whom he is well, in whom he is well pleased in. And that he died for us. And went to the grave. Rose again three days later. Later came the Son of Man. Ascended up into heaven. And now seated at the right hand of God. And he is the almighty God. And have the revelation. God dwells in him. And he in God. We are in all in agreement. In unison. Praise the living God. The father sent that son. Sent himself. Took on the role of a son. To be the savior of the world. Emmanuel. God with us. And not everyone will agree with that. Not everyone will agree with that. According to 1 John 2, verse 22 to 25, this is what it says. Who is alive but denieth that Jesus is the Christ? Who denies that? He is the Antichrist. Jesus is the anointed one. Those who don't believe Jesus is the Christ, you deny the Father and the Son. Now, let me tell you something. An Antichrist. You deny the son, but you also deny the father. You deny, because people say Jesus is not the father. If you say Jesus is not the father, or he's not the Holy Ghost, you're an antichrist. You are an antichrist. You say Jesus is not the name of the father. Jesus is not the name of the Holy Ghost. You are an antichrist. You deny the father. You deny the son. Because before the son of God came, he was on the throne. He was the father. Oh yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was. You deny the son, you don't have the father. Because the father testified of the son. The witness of God proves that this is the only begotten son. But he that acknowledges that acknowledge the son, you have the father. Also, you acknowledge that Jesus is the son of God. You have the father also. And you let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which ye have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you should continue in the Son and in the Father. 
Now, we talked about the Son of Man, which is in heaven, and the Son of God, which is came by water and blood. That wasn't God. The Son of God was not God. He was both human and divine. What was in that flesh and blood was Christ, the Spirit of Christ. It was the Holy Ghost, because Christ is a spirit. First Peter talked about how the Spirit of Christ was in the old prophets. And it talks about how in the wilderness, the people drank of that spiritual rock, and that rock was Christ. And Christ was there before that body was formed. So if you deny Jesus is the Holy Ghost, and you deny Jesus is the Father, you are an antichrist. And I say that before here and now, on this podcast. And also, you better show me any verse that says, Son of God sits on the right hand of God. That's the Son of Man. That is the Son of Man. We're going to get into that, but let's continue. And then we know the whole Jesus asked the Pharisees, what do what, what you think of Christ? And they said, the Son of David. They said, how David, in the Spirit, speaking by the Holy Ghost, called him Lord, saying, the Lord said unto my Lord, took himself out, says, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand. Took a piece of himself, talked to himself, saying, sit thou on my right hand. Make thy enemies your footstool. Tell him, make thy enemies thy footstool. And he said, if David then call him Lord, how is he his son? Christ, again, Christ is the spirit. Christ is the spirit. That's the same Christ. Remember in Jude, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ delivered the people out of the land of Egypt. They drank of that spiritual rock. That rock was Christ. Talked about the Old Testament prophets. The spirit of Christ was in them. And the Holy Ghost. So you're telling me, and there's only one spirit. One Lord, one face, one baptism, one spirit, one God, and one Father. Who's above all, in all, through you all. All this stuff. Only one. Only one. How How is he his son? Now, if you want to talk about the son of God, yes, of the seed of David. Jesus, son of David, that's the son of God. Christ, the anointed one, the life, that's the Holy Spirit. That was, was in him. Christ was the Lord. The same, notice, took on the name Jesus Christ. He inherited his father's name. The same Lord that the Lord established, the, the father, we'll, say, we'll put it that way. The father established David's house. Made David's throne. But the same Lord, my Lord, what says that? Came, it came out of David's house. Came out of the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. So Christ, human and divine, because the same Christ came out of the seed of David, but also the same Christ established David's house. He established the throne of David. And it was way here before that body was born. And the spirit of Christ was there during the land of Egypt. It was there when they drank in the wilderness, when they drank of that spiritual rock in the wilderness. I want y'all to think of that. It's not two gods. It ain't three gods. It's one God. Different titles, different functions, different operations. He is a diversity. Isaiah also talked about it. Isaiah talked about a rod coming out the stem of Jesse and a branch growing out the roots and the spirit of Lord will rest upon him. Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and the fear of the Lord and make him a quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. He's not going to judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of ears. He's not going to be like these so-called 
There's certain ministries where they look at someone or they hear something, they take it out of context, make something, and then they will talk about it. They're fools. Let me, let me, let me tell you right here. People who take little clips of something and they make it out in the wrong context, the Bible calls them fools. They are slanderers. A slanderer is making false statements without knowing the full truth. They are slanderers and they are fools. And majority of discernment ministries, so-called discernment ministries, because they don't got discernment, because they judge by their eyes and they reprove after the hearing of the ears. They just hear what they want to hear. And they actually... and. One of the things about them, they like talking about the verse, the verse, they talk about preachers like to tickle people's ears, but yet you, YouTuber, who making these discerning ministries, you're tickling people's ears because you want to speak what people want to hear. And what is it? You want them to talk about, hey, talk about this preacher, talk about this preacher. Hey, can you review him? Who made you a reviewer? You talk about other people's ministry. You don't got no ministry. You talk about people's church. You don't got no church. You talk about people's bad doctrine. You have bad doctrine yourself. So what are you talking about? Am I saying there aren't false teachers? Yes, there are false teachers. Are you saying we should expose false teachers when it's the right time, when it's a certain time? But you have to be wise. You got to have the wisdom of God. You can't just be foolish. I'm going to address that one day, but let's continue. But they was talking about the son will not judge after the eyes, nor reprove after the hearing of the ears. Now, Isaiah talked about a rod out of the stem of Jesse. The word rod is, in Hebrew, is kulter, kulter, which is twig. And there are three letters, Hebrew letters, chet, tet, and resh. And you have the word chet is a picture of a fence. And it means private to separate, sanctuary, or in a room. The other word letter is tet, and it's a picture of a coiled snake to surround, encircle, or ensnare. It's a picture of a coiled snake that surrounds. Then you have resh, which is a picture of a head, meaning person, the highest, or prince. So what you get is a picture of a prince who was coming, who will surround someone with a hedge of protection. And if you look up for the numbers, according to the letters also, you have Chet, which is number eight, which signifies a new beginning. Tet, the number nine, tells us the evaluation of man resulting in judgment and the conclusion of a matter. And you have Resh, number 200, and compares the sufficiency of God with the insufficiency of man. And then when you have the rod, the prince, the messiah, is come is going to surround and protect fallen and insufficient man who will be given a new beginning. And the conclusion of the matter is that any man who comes under the protection of the Messiah will be surrounded and protected from judgment. And what is that? The blood. The blood speaks greater things than that of Abel. We have the blood. The blood speaks, testifies. When we have the son, we have the blood. It testifies. Hallelujah. And it says a branch. It talks about the branch shall grow out of his roots. The word branch is netzer. In his greenness as a striking color. Descendant. A shoot. In the words, the Hebrew letters are nun, seid, and resh. Nun, like N-O-O-N. It's a picture of a fish that means life or activity. And then you have sade, or it's spelled T-S-A-D-E. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's how it's spelled. And it's a picture of a fish hook. 
to means to catch, have a strong desire or a need, and can mean just or righteous. Remember, Jesus went fishing. And the king of God is like a dragnet, you know, picking the fish out of the sea. Which one is good? Which one is bad? And you have race, the same thing. Head, prince, highest, or power. So a branch is a coming prince who has a strong desire to catch someone and give him life. You getting me? Now, the word noon is number 50. And what? It stands for the Holy Spirit and deliverance followed by the rest. Sade, number 90, stands for ordinal perfection and judgment of man. And you have number 200, Raish, same thing, sufficiency of God and the insufficiency of man. So the branch pictures noon or new life from the old stump, like the resurrection of the Messiah. The one who was the sprout himself will grow to become the root. He'll become the source of all things. I am the vine, you are the branches. And now you have noon, Sade, and Raish. In the words branch. But when you add tav. The word, the letter tav. It's a netzer. When you add it, add it to netzer. It's a picture of cross sticks. Two cross sticks. And then the word tav. It's a picture of two cross sticks. And when you add it to netzer. Which is branch in Hebrew. It's a picture of cross sticks. When you add it to that. It forms the word nazareth. Which we get the word nazareth. So that cross is the key to linking Messiah to Come with Jesus, the Nazarene. That's why the Bible talked about, and he shall be called a Nazarene. It came from Nazareth, that branch, all that stuff. And nowhere in the scripture it says he shall be called a Nazarene. But Isaiah gave that puzzle, the branch, and Jeremiah gave the puzzle about the branch shall come, even Zechariah. He's the one that came out of Nazareth. And remember also when the Lord was speaking, he was speaking Moses saying, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren and like unto thee, like Moses, who's your prophet. Guess what? The Bible talks about Jesus, the God said, I will put my words in his mouth. And guess what? He shall speak unto them that I, all that I shall command him. So this prophet is going to do everything I command him. He's going to speak. It will come to pass. And who, whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name. So, the son of God, the prophet that will come, he will speak in my name. He's going to come in his name. What is that name? Jesus. So the father talking here, that was Jesus. The name was there. It was just hidden. But made manifested by the son of God. He manifested that name. Manifested the love of God because he wanted them to know. So that their hearts will be turned to the truth. To eternal life. Not damnation. The prophet, like Moses, greater than Moses, is going to put words in his mouth. And only that, he's going to speak in his name. And he's going to come. Not only he spoke in his name, but he came in his name and manifested his name, which was that Jesus. So the name Jesus was always the name of the Father. You, you getting me? Now. Philippians 2, verse 5 to 11. Let this mind, mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who being in the form of God, being the Father, sitting, Jesus Christ being the Father, who he, which he is the Father, in the form of God, the glorious, the glory. That's why when Jesus talked about glorifying, let me go back to that old glory. I want to go back to my throne. I did my part. Being in the form of God, 
thought and not robbery to be equal with God. He didn't want to be like, nah, he didn't want to come. Because last time when he came, it was a terrible form. People were scared. And remember, notice, Moses, when he saw God, he said, you can't see my face. But he only showed him his back. He only showed him his backside. Did not see his full glory. Because no man going to see him and live. It's going to be terrible. Remember, Daniel saw an angel. He fainted. If he fainted from an angel, after he saw the angel, imagine, God, woo, he would have been dead by then. So, so you see, equal, he thought in our robbery to be equal with God. But what he said, made himself of no reputation and took upon him, himself, the form of a servant. God sent himself. He wanted to come in the form of a servant, the father. Yeah. Took on the form of servant. Made in the likeness of men. Being found in fashion as a man. Humbled himself. Became obedient unto death. Even the death on the cross. Wherefore God also had highly exalted him. The son of man which is in heaven. Exalted that body. A resurrected body. And given him a name. Which is above every name. Look and identity of the son of God. But it was not the son of God. It's the son of man. Because only the son of man ascended into heaven. The Son of Man was lifted up. The Son of Man sits on the right hand of God. Not the Son of God. The Son of God was just flesh and blood. Because the Bible talks about, when it talks about the genealogy, when it ended with Adam, we said, which was the Son of God? Adam was the Son of God also. And the Bible says, we are led by the Spirit. We are sons of God. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says, God... Also highly exalted him. Give him a name above every name. What name was that? Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Jehovah. Self-existent. Eternal. To the glory of God the Father. We talked about what the word Lord was. Jehovah. And it also means controller owner, master, supreme leader, supreme being. That's him. That's him right there. No no debate about that. God took, he was in his form. He was in original form as a father. See, also, people call it the word modalist. Let me tell you something. This is not modalist. It is diversity. Diversity. Diversity of operations. Mm-hmm. It's no three persons. And also say, you know, oh, the son was equal to the father. No. No. Jesus said the father is greater than I. So how are they equal if the father is greater than that? Come on, Trinitarians. Be realistic. Even oneness people. I'm not saying y'all ain't y'all ain't got it wrong. But you just got the word wrong. It is diversity. Simple. Let's continue. Being in the form of God, you know, in his mind, man, I can't redeem these people. But guess what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna save them. I'm gonna send myself. I'm gonna find a virgin, overshadow her. Be conceived, what's conceived is of the Holy Ghost. Make myself in that body. 
come out flesh and blood, come by water and by blood. Be called the son of God. And my spirit will overshadow that body, that flesh and blood. And he's going to speak in my name, walk in my name, divine, the lamb walking on the earth. Praise God. Now, Matthew 1 verse 20 to 23. Remember, Joseph and Mary were together. Joseph found Mary pregnant. He put her away secretly. And then the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream. It says, Joseph, son of David, fear not to take Mary, your wife, for what is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Because she can pass a man. She didn't see no man. Because there was a new thing created in her womb. A new thing. What's conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. She's going to bring forth a son and call his, you will call his name Jesus. For why? He shall save people from their sins. Who did that? God. God sent himself to save people from their sins. In the form of a man. The form of a servant. The son of God. Flesh and blood. Is it all these things? It might be fulfilled by the prophet. Fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child. Bring forth a son. They will call his name Emmanuel. Interpreted God with us. Two natures, human and divine. During his three years of ministry, he was not the son of man. He was the son of God. But what overshadowed him was the spirit of Christ. Not only the title, because Christ was also human and divine. The name. He took the name of his father, Jesus Christ. Christ. Remember, he was in the Old Testament. That's the spirit. The Christ is the Holy Ghost. Christ is God. And he inherited that name. That body inherited that name. Flesh and blood. Think about it. All right. Made a body. So let's say I have a glass. A bit, someone explain this perfectly. You have a glass, right? Your name. So let's say I pour water in the glass. I'm not going to call it glass. I'm going to call it water. Because why? What's in the, what's in it? It's water. I'm not going to call it glass. If I put lemonade in the glass, well, I'm going to call it lemonade. You put milk in a glass. What are you going to call it? Milk. So a body that has it called what it is, the son of God, both human and divine. What was in him was God. Son of God. You know, when you have also a suit, you, for example, I have a suit. Let's say it's mm, Gucci or mm, I'm trying to think of other brands. You, you know, let's say a Gucci suit. Put on the coat. I got Gucci on. It's, that's the name of the suit. Form the suit. So simple. The creator of Gucci created a suit, formed and fashioned it, made it. Clothed someone with it. Now he's wearing Gucci. Now he got the name Gucci on. That's what it is. God formed a body. Formed something. Put his name in there. And covered it. And guess what? He's now Gucci's carrying the name Gucci. Jesus, the Father, put his name, which was Jesus, put it in that body, called it Jesus. It's simple. Come on. 
I hope I explained it well, but yeah, y'all get the point. You, you, you get what I'm saying. You, you get it. And I hope y'all get it. Even in Luke 1, verse 30 to 33, angel appeared to Mary, says, you'll find, fear not, Mary, you found favor with God. You're going to conceive in your womb, bring forth a son, call his name Jesus. He's going to be great. And he's going to be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give him unto him the throne of his father, David. The son is going to get a throne from his father, David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom, there shall be no end. There's going to be no end in his kingdom. The son of God was born. God was never born. He's eternal. Put it this way. I've been saying this many times. Jesus, the son, Jesus is the son of the eternal God. But he, the son of God is not eternal. Was never eternal. Will never be. It ended. It ended. But guess what? The blood, the blood of the son of God is still here. It still testifies. Speaks greater things than that of Abel. The blood is so powerful. Got the blood. And notice, the Bible says in Luke 2.52, talk about Jesus increased in wisdom and stature. God don't increase in wisdom and stature. His human nature did increase in wisdom and stature. And found favor with God and with man. And when Jesus was reading Isaiah, he said, the spirit of the Lord. Isaiah talked, notice, in Luke 4.18.19 and Isaiah 61. This is what it says. So, Jesus was reading. This is how Jesus read it. The Spirit of the Lord. Isaiah read, put it as the Spirit of the Lord God. Or it was the Holy Ghost. And the Lord is Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. So, the Spirit of my Father, Jesus Christ, is upon me. Mm-hmm. Because He, the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Father, hath anointed me, Jesus, the body. I'm taking on my Father's name. Anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Send me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives, recovering the sight to the blind, set at liberty of them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what he read. The spirit of Jesus Christ. Because Christ is a spirit. The Lord is that spirit. And Peter was talking about Jesus Christ, Lord of all. He is Lord of all. And talking about how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Jesus of Nazareth, that rod, that branch, with the Holy Ghost and with the power, with dynamic power, the dunamis, went about doing good. And God was with him. The Son, see, one thing about the Son of God that, now, with, let me tell you this. The Son of God, same name, same look, identity. The blood, the blood still works. The blood still works. Broke the power of the devil over us. Redeemed us, still speaking, testifying. But that flesh and blood is gone. That that blood, he shed all that blood. And that the sonship, the son of God died on the cross. Son of God died on the cross. Now we have the son of man. Remember, Stephen says, I saw Christ sitting on the right hand of God, the Son of Man. Not the Son of God, the Son of Man. Because he's in heaven. 
And then Peter says that he commanded them. See, let me tell you something. We're going to talk about baptism later, but also notice he said here that they must be baptized in the name of the Lord. What is the name of the Lord? Jesus Christ. That's why people who baptize Father, Son, Holy Ghost, you don't got the baptism. You're not baptized. I'll put it this way. Someone put it like this. If anyone was baptized, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you just got wet. You just got wet. That don't mean nothing. You just got wet. We're going to talk about baptism another time. It's not It's not the right time, but <laughs> but yeah, that's you see right here, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, the body, the flesh, with what the Holy Ghost and with his power to do what? His work on the earth, his ministry. And the Bible talked about here, witnesses of all of these things, as he did both in the land Jews and Jerusalem, who they still hanged on that tree, God, him, God raised up the third day and show him openly, not to all the people, not everybody, but unto witnesses chosen before of God. God chooses witness. He chose. We didn't choose him. He chose us, even to us who did eat and drink with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach unto all the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and dead to give him to give him give all the prophets witness that through his name whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins believing on that name of the son of god which he inherited from his father you will receive remission of sins and once peter spoke those words the bible says the holy ghost fell on them and they began to speak with tongues and magnify god they said baptized in the name of the lord yeah they got to be baptized in the name of the Lord. The son of God was sent by God. Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, talked about, Rabbi, we know you're a teacher that comes from God. No one can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. God was with Christ. God was in Christ. He was in that body. Overshadowed. Three years, never sinned, never did any wrong. That's the power of the spirit. Now, Isaiah 42, verse 1 to 3, 6 and 7. This is what it says. Behold my servant, servant whom I uphold, mine elect. Now, the servant was elect in whom my soul delighteth in this elect. The body was elected. Mary was elected. What he made in that womb, that was an elected. Because it was conceived of the Holy Ghost. He couldn't turn back from it. Jesus tried to get away from death. Nah. He said, not my will, but your will. And guess what? His will was not done. Because he had to die. He says, I have put my spirit upon him. On this servant. And guess what? He's going to bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He's not going to cry, lift up, cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed shall he not break. And a smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thy hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people, for a light of the Gentiles. What? To open the blind eyes, bring the prisoners from the prison and to them set a darkness out of the prison house. That's what, the, that's what God, Emmanuel, God with us did. God came as the son of God in the form of a son. His spirit was in that son, created the body. 
I hope y'all getting this. Hebrews 2, verse 9 and 10. And also, what I just read here, this is the same thing Simeon said when he saw the child. Simeon said the exact same thing. I'm going to read Hebrews 2, verse 9 and 10, 14 to 18. So this is what it says. But we see Jesus, who was made little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Made. The bo- God ain't made. Same God that created angels. No, 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 no. God, God was not made. The son was made. Made a little lower than the angels for what? To suffer from death and be crowned with glory and honor that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Died so we don't have to, res- res- to experience death. What does that mean specifically? The second death. Hell. For it became him for whom all are things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. Remember, we talked about to reign is to suffer, to be perfected through sufferings. For as much then as the children are partakers are of flesh and blood, guess what? He also himself likewise took part of the same. That through death, through death, he might destroy him that have the power of death, which is the devil, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Because why? The law of sin and death. The section 13 that talked about specific sins, pointed out certain sins, which were all, all those things were shadow to come. Now we have one great law, the law of love and one work, what? To believe. Through death, destroy the power of the devil. Remember, in the time of Moses, when they shed the blood of the lamb, put it on their door, so that when the death angel of death comes, it will destroy every firstborn, Egyptian firstborn. Destroy the power of Pharaoh over the children of Israel. That's what happened. And he did not take on the nature of angels, but he took on the seed of Abraham. From took on the seed of Abraham, wherein all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, like unto his tribe, you know, the tribe of Judah, be like humans, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. I want y'all to get that. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted and is able to secure them that are tempted. He did all those things so that can happen. He didn't take on a spiritual form. He didn't take on like to come as the angel of the Lord. No, he took on the seed of Abraham. He didn't come in a glorious, majestic fashion form. No, he came as a regular human. Regular human like us. To what redeem. To redeem us from death. And be brought into life. And Paul talked about also Colossians. 1, 9, and 20 talked about, For this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Have wisdom and spiritual understanding. Not just scriptural, not just biblical, but all spiritual understanding. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, 
strengthened with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and suffering with long suffering with joyfulness. Everything we do it with joy. The kingdom of God is not righteousness, is, is not uh, meat and drink, but what? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And that's what it is. It's all about giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and light. We are saints and light because we are in the light. We walk in the light as he is in the light. And the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from every sin. Because why? We are in the light. And Jesus is the light of the world. He talked about delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Son of God had a kingdom, yes, sir. What was in him had a kingdom, was going to set up a kingdom. The Son of Man, same look, same identity, same name, same body, all that natural, all the blood, all those things were gone. Now it's a spiritual body. Because that blood, guess what? Through that blood, we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. The image of the invisible God. He was the image of the invisible God, the lamb slain before the foundations of the world, the firstborn of every creature. For by him were all things created that are in heaven. So yes, Jesus is the father. Jesus Christ is God almighty. It's so obvious. Come on, y'all. All things created in heaven, in earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions, principalities, or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence, for it pleased the Father that in him shall all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. So you see right here, the head, the beginning, the image of the invisible God. We could have seen him. We beheld his glory, but we did not recognize it. The people ain't recognized it. And now he's glorified after death. All joyfulness. That's why Jesus crying and he went to the cross. He did it with all joy. All that pain, long suffering for us to be redeemed. Amen. Amen. This is wonderful right there. The branch. Jeremiah talked about, he was going to raise, the Bible talked about in Jeremiah that I will raise unto David what? A righteous branch. Not someone from, somewhere from a Nazarene. And a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. And he's going to come with that title. The Lord, our righteousness. It says Judah is going to be saved. Israel is going to dwell safely. And this is his name. The Lord, our righteousness. And and Christ is our righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. And Jesus is Lord, Jehovah. Right there. Let's read again. Jeremiah 33, verse 14 and 17 talks about he's going to perform a good thing, which I promised unto the house of Israel and the house of Judah. A good thing. Those days at that time caused the branch of righteousness to grow up unto David. He shall execute judgment and righteousness in the land. In those days, Judah is going to be saved. Jerusalem is going to dwell safely. The Lord our righteousness. Thus saith the Lord David shall never want a man to sit upon the throne of the house of Israel. 
God was impressed with David's house saying that, you know what, to the point that I'm going to send the Savior coming from your house in the city of David, Bethlehem, Christ the Lord, city of Nazareth in Galilee, the man from Galilee. That's what it is. That's the Messiah, the prince. Talked about what he would do. Daniel talked about finishing the transgression. Make an end of sins to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision of prophecy and to anoint the most holy. Now, people take Daniel 9, verse 24 to 27. We're not going to really discuss on that because it's talking about the Messiah, the prince. This was never talking about the anti or the beast or the antichrist in Revelation 13. That is not the same thing. Because let me tell you, I watched, um, I watched Left Behind. I like the movie. Some of the things were biblically inaccurate, but I like the movie. They used Daniel 9 talking about the beast and to rebuild the temple. No, 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 no. Even when Jesus was prophesying about the temple, about Daniel, the abomination, that passed already. That happened in AD 70 with Rome. That already happened. Simple. But we're not going to talk about that. But we're talking about what the what the prince did, what the son of God did. Finish the transgression, make an end of sins, reconciliation for the sins, bring in everlasting righteousness, seal up the vision of prophecy, and anoint the most holy. That's there right there. That's what God did. Even in Bethlehem, talking about Bethlehem, the littlest among the thousands of Judah. Guess what? They're going to come out a ruler in Israel. He's been from old, everlasting. The body was made. The Son of Man has been there always. God has always been there. Took himself. Took, he took part of himself. And I'm going to, we're almost there. We're going to show you, I'm going to prove to you that God sent himself. And he sent a part of himself. We're going we're gonna to prove it soon. But yeah. Now we know he came from, Beth, born in Bethlehem. In the state, in the manger, all the animals, the farm, the nasty trough. A king born in a farmhouse. And now a, f- a full, mighty king, glorious son of man. Even in John 7, verse 37 to 42, talked about the last day, great day of the feast. Jesus stood and cried, if any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He's speaking by the spirit. God put the words, his words in the prophet's mouth to Jesus. He that believeth on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he's not speaking of, he spoke of the spirit, which they that believe on him shall receive. The what? The Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Because Jesus did not go up to his father yet. Because Jesus was also not yet glorified. And guess what? Many of the people, therefore, they heard the saying, of truth, this is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. Some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? Hmm. Christ, the seed of David. Human and divine. They didn't get the revelation. Some of them did. Some of them didn't. Some of them were still questioning. This is this for real? Of course, this is the prophet Moses. God spoke to Moses about. A prophet like me. In him you shall hear in all things. The Christ, the anointed one. And remember, Jesus Christ is of the seed of David, was raised from the dead. God can't be raised from the dead because he was never dead. 
He's alive. Don't y'all, y'all getting me? Now, and he talk about, the Lord said unto me, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, ask of me, and I will give you the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Break them with a rod and iron, and thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Give everything to the son, to have rulership. Sit on the right hand, the power of the father. Because why? He is the father. He says, I and my father are one. We are in agreement, in unity. And he came during the time of Rome. Rome had a power, one of the most powerful kingdoms on earth during that time. That's why Galatians 4 verse 1 to 7 talked about the heir. As long as he's a child, different nothing from a servant. Though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors. So think about it. God manifested in the flesh. Came as a child. Nothing different nothing from a servant. Though he is Lord of all, though he is Lord and Christ. He's under tutors and governors until the time appointed for the, of the father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage of the, under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time comes, when it came, God sent forth his son, sent forth a son made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. Did all those things. And once he died on that cross, and those who believed on that name, we received what? Adoption of sons. Ye are sons. Why? Because God sent forth his spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father, we are no more servants. And if a son, an heir of God through Christ. That is right there. In the old times, we were servants. But through the blood, we are made sons. We receive the adoptions of sons. We are led by the Spirit of God. We are what? The sons of God. This is wonderful right here. He made of a woman under the law. The old covenant to redeem those out of there. To be in the New Testament. Even John. John the Baptist. Had a record. John 1. 9-14. Talks about the true light. John said, this was the true light, which lighteth every man that come into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. Came unto his own, his own received him not. Jesus came in the name of the power of his father. No one named, but they didn't believe him. They didn't receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave you power to become what? Sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Born of God. They were born again. Born of the water and of the spirit. And if I talk about how the word, the logos, the divine revelation, the divine reasoning, the divine expression of God was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the father. Full of grace and truth. Moses came from, from law, but Christ, but Jesus Christ came to give grace and truth. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And when John seeth Jesus, he says, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh what? The sins of the world. This is he. After me cometh a man which is preferred before me. He was before me, and I knew him not. But they should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come baptizing with water. 
And then when John baptized him, John bore record talking about, I saw the spirit descending from heaven like a dove and abode upon him. And he knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water. The same unto me, upon whom thou shalt bear record that this is the son of God. It's also, oh, sorry, upon whom thou shalt see the spirit descending and remaining on him. The same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. The same one that came on him is going to baptize us with the Holy Ghost and now with fire. And he bore record that what? This is the Son of God. Because the Spirit of Heaven came, the Spirit of God came from Heaven like a dove, resting upon him, abiding with him. That proved that this is the Son of God. And then when, the, when Jesus saw Nathaniel under the fig tree, Nathaniel was like, any, any good thing come out of Nazareth? If you knew Nazareth, that was like the ghetto back then. But then Jesus said, I noticed you from under that fig tree. And he said, Rabbi. Nathaniel was like, Rabbi, thou art the son of God, the king of Israel. God and man, human and divine. One God, one mediator between the man, between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Two natures. Jesus said, because you believe, because you, you said, I saw you from under the fig tree, you're going to see greater things. And he said, you will see the heavens open and the angels ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Not the Son of God, the Son of Man. Not the Son of God, the Son of Man. That's why God talked about, he swore unto David, of a fruit. Of thy body, the fruitfulness of your body, David. I will set upon the throne. I'll make the horn of David a strength, a salvation, a savior of David to bud. And ordained a lamp, or in other words, the light for my anointed, the Christ. This light that will come is anointed, anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. And enemies that will be clothed with shame, but his crown will forever flourish. Because why? He sits on the right hand of the Father. He made a covenant with the chosen, swore unto David, his servant, his seed he's going to establish forever and build thrones, built your throne to all generations. And he found David, servant, with the holy oil, he anointed him, with whom hand, his hand shall be established. Mine arm shall also strengthen him, shall cry unto me, Thou art my father, my God, and the rock of my salvation, and I'll make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Everything the father had, he gave it to his son. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore, and my covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed also will I make to endure forever. And as throne as the days of heaven, once I have swore by my holiness that I will not lie unto David, his seed shall endure forever, and his throne as the sun before me. All those things you're speaking about the sun. He will inherit things. Everything the father had, he will give it to his son. Technically give it to himself. Came in the power, but they didn't believe. People still don't believe. Because the Bible talks about the God of the world blinded the minds which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God. God in the form of a man. Human and divine, two natures. I want, I want y'all to understand this. God sent himself. I talked about God sent himself. And this is where it's going to get interesting. 
this is really, this is where I'm going to go full mode. This I'm going to go full teacher mode right here. Because this is like the startup, but like, this is where I'm going to get on my game face mode, my game time mode right here. Now, I want y'all to listen to this. Exodus 6, 6. It says, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid of you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. The one thing I want you to take focus on is, I will redeem you with a stretched out arm. An arm. In Isaiah 53, talks about who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. When I look up the word arm, in the Hebrew, the word is Zoroah. And guess what it means? The shank bone of the lamb found on the Passover Seder, the plate today to remind us of the Passover lamb, sacrificial lamb. God sent himself the arm of the Lord. That same one that redeemed us, redeemed, redeemed Israel from the Egyptians. The arm of the Lord, the lamb, mm-hmm. the shank bone, sacrificial lamb, redeemed. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground, hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. No beauty that we should desire him. He is despised, rejected of man. He's, he's describing the son of God right there. When we see him, it's not going to be like, oh, wow, wow, no, no, no. There's no beauty that we should desire him. He has no form. Despised, rejected of man, man of sorrows, Acquainted with grief. Hid as if we were our faces from him. Despised. We didn't esteem him not. He bore our griefs. Carried our sorrows. Walked in the likeliness of flesh. Sinful flesh. And we esteemed him stricken. Smitten of God. Like God left him. He's not of God. And afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Lord laid on himself. God sent himself in the likeness of sinful flesh. All our emotions was laid on him on that cross. The iniquity, all of our sins, oppressed. We have turned everyone to his own way. And he was oppressed, afflicted. He didn't open his mouth. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. He did not open his mouth. Brought before the chief priest and Herod and all that. Never said a word. Taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? He was cut off. Cut out. Cut off. Out of the land of the living. The transgression of my people was he stricken. 
and he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Remember, he was in Joseph of Arimathea's tomb, buried, rich man, because he had done no violence. He did not do anything violent. He never spoke anything deceitful. But guess what? It pleased the Lord to bruise that body. To bruise his own arm. Put him to grief. And I shall make his soul an offering for sin. Only one to sell his soul for offering for sin. He shall see his seed. Prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. And that's what he did. The son of man. He shall see of the travail of his soul. And shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. He was a righteous servant. Because he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. Not of man. If he shall bear their iniquities. Bore their iniquities. Divide him a portion with the great. Divide the spoil with the strong. Because he hath poured out his soul into death. And he was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sins of many. And made intercessions. For the transgressors, that blood spoke, forgave every one of us for all of our sins. He did not do anything. We had to please the Lord to bruise this body. So we can all live righteous. We can all live and have eternal life. The problem is we didn't believe him. John talked about the same thing Isaiah said. But the people we couldn't understand or see. Bible talked about blinded their hearts, blind their eyes, harden their hearts, so they will not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I shall heal them. And these things said Isaiah, Isaiah, when he saw his glory and spake of him. Isaiah, Jesus was not there during the time of Isaiah, but he spoke it as even though, which was not as though it was. Isaiah saw his glory, the Son of God. Even though it didn't happen, even though it was not as though it was. Because the Son of God was made and suffered. Imagine all that suffering for us to live. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers, also many believed on him. But because of the Pharisees did not confess him, let they should be put out the synagogue. Synagogue, Because some of them believed in him. One of them was Nicodemus, one of them was Joseph of Arimathea. But because for the fear of the Jews and of the Pharisees, they had to keep it to themselves. Because if you notice, the whole Pharisees... They love the praise of men more than the praises of God. They like what men says about them rather than what God says about them. That's the problem today. We want, we want people's approval, but we don't want God's approval. We love the world's approval, but we don't want what, 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 what will please God. They don't want that. And Jesus Christ talked about, he that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. It's not about we believe in the Son of God, but we believe in the one, the Father that sent that Son. That's what we believe. And he that seeth me, sees him that sent me. He came into the light into the world. The lamp for my anointed, ordained the lamp. Those who whoever believeth on me shall not abide in darkness, in ignorance. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. 
He that rejected me and receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. So the Son of God ain't gonna judge you. He ain't got nothing. Look, you can talk all you want about the Son of God. But if you're talking about the Father, or you talking about the Holy Ghost, oh, ain't no forgiving. You're gonna be judged. That's gonna happen. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me. Gave me a commandment, what I should say. And what I should speak. And I know that his commandments is life everlasting. What was in the body, the son of God, whom God made, was life everlasting, eternal, the Lord of all, Jehovah. And whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the father said unto me, so I speak. He functioned in the power and the order and the words of his father. I was the son of God. The arm of the Lord, the lamb, the lamb walking in the earth for three years, three and a half years in his ministry. And Isaiah also talked about the Lord God will come with a strong hand. He's going to come with a strong hand. But guess what? His arm, God sends himself. He said, his arm, arm shall rule for him. His reward is with him and his work before him. That's all it is, church. All the listeners and viewers. Isaiah 51, verse 9 to 16. This is what it says. Awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord. The arm of the Lord. The Lamb. Awake, as in the ancient days, in the generations of old. The Son of God was not eternal. What was in Him was eternal. The arm of the Lord has always been there. The arm of the Lord has not been made. The Son of God was made. It talks about, art, art not it that had cut Rahab and wounded the dragon? Art thou not in which it had dried the sea? That was the arm of the Lord doing that. That was God doing that. The lamb, the lamb that sits on the throne, he's been doing that. And it talks about, not you that dry the sea, the waters of the great deep, that have made the depths of the sea a way for the ransom to pass over. Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return. We are of the redeemed. We are redeemed by the blood. And come with singing unto Zion. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy. And sorrow and mourning shall flee away. I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou? That thou should be afraid of man that shall die. And of the son of man which shall be as made as grass. And forgettest the Lord thy maker. We fear no man. We fear God. Thou hast stretched forth the heavens. Like the foundations of the earth and has feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor as if you were ready to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor? The captive exile has hasteneth that he may be loosed and that he shall not die in the pit. Nor that his bread should fail. But I am the Lord thy God that divided the sea. That was God, the arm of the Lord. Divide the sea, the waves roar, the Lord of hosts is his name, and I have put my words in thy mouth, and covered thee in the shadow of mine hand, that I may plant the heavens, lay the foundation of the earth, and say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Now that's what the arm of the Lord did. The power of his arm. The redeeming power. And 
And that's, and that's all it was. Even Simeon, we talked about Simeon. When Simeon was like, Lord, now I can depart in peace. For according to what Isaiah said, according to mine eyes seen the salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. That was the light. The light that came, the arm of the Lord, he sent himself. Because there was no man to redeem. And he only came, and he's, guess what? He said, I will come. But I'm not going to come in my glorious form. I'm going to create, I'm going to come as undercover. I'm going to come in a form of a man that they won't understand. But I got to do it in a way, I got to think, you know, I got to, I got to go like a human. I got to be like a man for a little bit. He was not a man, but he was like a man. Likeness, made in the likeness of sinful flesh. God ain't made, the son was made. It was his idea, the idea of God to redeem and to make that body. And Luke 3 talks about how John was talking, was repeating Isaiah, the prophet, talking about the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain hill shall be brought low. And the crooked shall be made straight and the rough way shall be made smooth and all the flesh. All flesh shall see the salvation of God, the Savior. They will see him. And Isaiah said the same thing. The Lord made bare his holy arm. He made manifest his arm. That's God in the eyes of all nations, in all the ends of the earth. What? will see the salvation of our God. They'll see the arm of the Lord coming as a lamb. As a lamb. Ooh. Isaiah 59 verse 16 to 21 I'm proving y'all God sent himself There's no three gods There's no persons It's only one person I'll prove it to you Isaiah 59 verse 16 to 21 This is what it says And he saw that there was no man There was no man And wondered there was no intercessor Therefore guess what His arm His arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness, his arm and his righteousness, it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as what? A breastplate, helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put garments as a vengeance for clothing and clad with zeal as a cloak. According to his their deeds, according, he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands he will repay recompense. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When his enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion. And unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant with them, saith the Lord. My spirit is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth. Oh, no, it's not departing nowhere. No, out of the mouth of thy seed, no, out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. Sent his own arm to save everyone, to save all of us. Whew. Oh, man, I got a lot of scriptures, but we're continuing. Hope We're almost done. We're going to be there. We're going to make it. 
And I looked, Isaiah 63, verse 5 to 16. It says, I looked, there was none to help. And I wondered, there was none to uphold. But guess what? Therefore, mine own arm brought salvation unto me. My salvation. God sent himself in the form of a man, Emmanuel, God with us. Mine own arm brought salvation unto me, and my fury upheld me. And I will tread down the people in mine anger and make them drunk in my fury. And I'll bring down their strength of the earth to the earth. I'll mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord hath bestowed on us. And the great goodness towards the house of Israel which he hath bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. For he says, surely they are my people, children that will not lie. So he was their savior. God was their savior. Right there. In all their affliction, he was afflicted. Now notice, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He bare them and carried them all the days of old. But they rebelled and vexed his Holy Spirit. Therefore, he was turned to be their enemy and he fought against them. Then he remembered the days of old, Moses and his people saying, Where is he that brought him out of the sea with the shepherd of the flock? Where is he that put his Holy Spirit within him? Where is he? That led them by the right hand of Moses with his glorious arm. Mm -hmm. By the power of Moses with his glorious arm. Dividing the waters before them to make himself an everlasting name. That's what God did. It's simple right there. He said, I led them through the deep as a horse in the wilderness, that they should not stumble. A beast that go down the valley, the Spirit of the Lord calls him the rest. So this thou lead thy people to make thyself a glorious name. Look down from heaven, and behold from the habitation of thy holiness and of thy glory. Where is thy zeal and thy strength? The sounding of thy bowels and of thy mercies towards me. Are they restrained? Doubtless thou art our father, though Abraham be ignorant of us, and Israel acknowledge us not. Guess what? O Lord, art our father. Oh Lord, Jesus Christ is Lord. Jehovah, Jehovah, art our Father. Jesus, our Father, Redeemer. Thy name is from everlasting. Name is from everlasting. It's right there. It's right there. <laughs> Sets himself to redeem us in the form of a servant. Couldn't find no man. Cause, but he made a new thing. Where? In Mary's womb. Who conceived it? Not Joseph. It was the Holy Ghost. Supernatural miracle that happened. That's why people can't understand it. Let's keep reading. Psalms 44 verse 1 to 3. We have heard with our ears, O God. Our Father hath told us what work thou did in their days and the times of old. How thou didst drive out the heathen with thy hand and plants them. How did afflict, how thou didst afflict the people and cast them out. For they got no, not the land and the possession by their own sword. Neither did their own arm save them. All them land, all them sacrifices. But thy right hand, his power and his arm and the light of thy countenance. Because why? Favor. His right hand, his arm, and his light of countenance. Because of that, it favored them and saved them. He's talking about how 
Thou, you have redeemed people with his arm, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. You redeem them, the people, with what? His arm. The blood redeemed us of all our sins. He will redeem us from our sins. Let me tell you, the blood was shed. The body was disfigured. Only part of it was not broken was his bones. Because he was the Zoroah, the arm of the Lord. I say, keep with all his bones. No bones should be broken. And you notice, where the Zoroah is the shank bone of the lamb. And notice, the lamb shank is the toughest bone of the lamb. And you can't break it. You can't break it. You couldn't break him. Not one of his bones were broken. His body, the flesh, everything was gushed out. Blood and water. Disfigured. Hung naked on the cross. Look unrecognizable. But it was the love. It was his love. That he went through all that to be bruised. Wounded. Disfigured so that we can be saved. But guess what? His bone was not broken. Thomas, remember, they handled flesh and bones. What ghost carried, remember, Jesus was like, what ghost carried flesh and bones? That bone was never broken. That's why he is the lamb. He is the Zoroah of the Lord. It's the bone, the toughest part of the lamb. Can't break it. Can't cook it, but you can't break it. Woo, man, this, my God, we got all these verses. Ah, uh, we're almost done. We are almost done. But I want y'all to listen. I want y'all to listen, really, for real. Hebrews 1, verse 1 and 9 talks about God at sundry di- times, divers manners, spaking times passed by the fathers, by the prophets, in the last days spoken to us by his son. Now, people take this, say God don't speak anymore. Stop lying. He still speaks. He still speaks. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world, who being in the brightness of his glory, in the express image of his person, and upholding all the things by the word of his power, when he had by, by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being so much ba- better, made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For what unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, they have I begotten thee, and again I'll be to him a father, he shall be to me a son, and again when he bring when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels worship God, worship him, and the angels he saith, Who maketh his angel spirits and the ministers a flame of fire? But to unto the son he says, Thy throne Wait, wait, wait. Unto the son he says, Thy throne, O God. Now, it's not talking about the Son of God. Speaking to the Son of Man. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is a scepter of thy kingdom. Thou hast loved righteousness and hated iniquity. Therefore, God, even thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above all thy fellows. That's the Son of Man right there. That is easily the Son of Man. I want to read to you also <clears throat> parts of 1 Corinthians. I want to read to you yeah, a part of 1 Corinthians 15. 
that talks about is I'm going to read from verse three to seven, 20 to 28, 42 to 50. Now, this is about the son of man. The son of man. I want you to listen. Not the son of God, the son of man, the son of man, which is in heaven, the Lord of heaven. This was for I delivered unto you, first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried, rose again the third day. He saw, you know, the 500, saw Peter, saw the James, apostles, saw all of them. Then how Christ risen from the dead, the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. Then cometh the end, when he shall deliver up the kingdom of God, even the Father, when he shall have put out all rule and authority and power, for he must reign till he hath put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy shall be destroyed is what? Death. For he hath put all things under his feet, and when he said all things are put under him, it is manifest that he is expected, which did put all things under him. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So also is the resurrection of the dead, sown in corruption. It is raised in corruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. Sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. A natural body and a spiritual body. So it is written, the first Adam, a living soul. The last Adam, the son of man, quickening spirit. The first, not the first, was spiritual, but what? The la- that was natural. Afterwards, was spiritual. The son of man is spiritual. The son of God was just natural. The first man is of the earth, sec- earthly. The second man, the son of man, is the Lord from heaven. Not the son of God. The son of man, the Lord from heaven, as it is the earthly, such as they also that are earthly, and as it is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now I say this, flesh and blood, which was the son of God, came by water and blood, could not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. <clears throat> So it shows the son of man. We're talking about the first Adam, the second Adam. That's the son of man. Son of man was the second Adam. I'm giving y'all about the son of God, the sonship. First Peter 2, verse 21 to 25. I'm just going to paraphrase some of it. Talks about Christ suffered for us. The body, the son of God, the arm suffered for us, leaving us an example. The son of God is our example to lead, to follow by, that we should follow his steps. Who did not sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, but who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened them not, but he committed himself to them that judgeth. He committed himself to him that judgeth righteously. Who is it? The father, the judge. He judged the quick and the dead. Who his own self, his own self, his own arm self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. By stripes, by whose stripes ye were healed. For we are sheep going astray, but now return unto the shepherd, the pastor, and bishop of our souls. So he is our, he's our example. The Son of God is our example to live by. How he walked. How he listened to his father. A perfect example for us. A great father figure. 
And then you have First Peter 3, verse 17, 22. Talks about how it's better the will of God be so that he suffer for well-doing. To reign is to suffer. We talked about that. But it talks about also how Christ also hath once suffered for our sins. The just for the unjust that he might bring us to God. Being put because the body was Christ's ambassador. Putting put to death in the flesh. But quickened by the spirit. The son of man. By which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Mm-hmm. Quickened by the Spirit. Because if it wasn't quickened by the Spirit, he couldn't preach to the spirits in prison. Those who were under the earth. Which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark as a preparing was a preparing, wherein few that his eight souls were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism saves us, not putting away the filth of the flesh, that only by watering of the spirit. But the answer of a good conscience towards God. By what? The resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Son of Man gone into heaven as the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God. Is on the right hand of God. Angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. That's the Son of God. That was God right there. Son of Man sitting on the right hand of God. The Father. He is the Father. He sits in the position of the Father. Because why? He is the Father. You don't believe me. You can listen to the last message. Acts 3 verse 25 to 26 talks about, you are the children of the prophets, covenant which God made with our father, saying unto Abraham, and by thy seed all the earth shall be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you, and turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Raised up that body, glorified it, sent him to bless you. He raised up a body, made a body, and sent him to preach the good news of the kingdom. To turn every one of you away from sins. All of us. That's what he did. And it talks about here, at John 12, verse 20 to 26, 37 to 50. Actually, yeah, I'm going to just read John 12 because we already read that. Wait. Mm. Okay, so we already read that, but I'm, I'm okay. This is John. Okay, let me just read that. This is John twelve verse twenty. I'm gonna read the er, the few parts because we already read thirty seven to fifty. So it was talking about certain Greeks that came to worship at the feast, Gentiles, and they came to Philip, who which was of Bethsaida of Galilee. And they desired him, saying, we want to see Jesus. The Greeks wanted to see Jesus. Philip came, told Andrew. Andrew told Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Jesus said, the hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. He was still the Son of God, but was who should be glorified? The Son of Man. Verily I say unto you, except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth what? Much fruit. He that loveth his life shall lose it. He that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. If any man serve me, him will my father honor. So he's talking about the son of man not, it has to be glorified in order to reach all nations. Because he's a light. He is still a light to the Gentiles. Notice, when he was reading Isaiah and people were questioning and talking, he was like, see, y'all ain't believing. It will be just like the days of Elijah, you know. He there was he went to the other nations and helped that widow and how Elisha there were many lepers 
But guess what? He healed a Syrian. Everyone got heated. And they tried to kill him. Throw him off a cliff, but he escaped. He's God. Son of man is God. The son of God was flesh and blood. And we believe in the son of God because we believe he redeemed us. And he was sent of God because the witness of God is so great. And the spirit bore record because the spirit is truth. We worship in spirit and truth. And let me read to you John 8 verse 24 to 30. I say therefore unto you that you shall die in your sins. For what? If ye believe not that I am he. That I am God. I sent a God in the form of a man. Emmanuel. God with us. You're going to die in your sins. Why? Unbelief. You know the you know what the sin is, honestly? Not lying or cussing or stealing or fornication or drunkenness or all those stuff. The sin is unbelief. Unbelief. Because why? Your faith is not in Jesus. They say unto him, Who art thou? Jesus said unto them, Even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have spoken many things to say and to judge of you. But he that sent me is true. The one I was sent from is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of my father. They understood not that he spoke spoke up to them of the father. They didn't understand. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the son of man. Oh, you're going to know that I am he. I'm God almighty who came. I'm God almighty in the form of a man. In the form of a servant. To redeem everyone. The mighty God. They're going to know I am he, and I do nothing of myself. But as my father has taught me, I speak these things. He that sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. And he spake these words, people believed on him. Many believed on him. The power of belief. And since we believe, we have the spirit. The same one witness is in us. He dwelleth in us. Revelations 5, verse 5 to 14 talks about the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, the root of David, the source of David, that's the son of man, hath prevailed to open the book, loose the seven seals, and he beheld in the midst of the throne, the four beasts, the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain, seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came, took, and book, he came, took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. He took the book. All the elders and beasts bowed down to him, had harps, golden vials full of odors, prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, open the seals, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And beheld, John talks about, he heard a voice of many angels round about the throne and the beast and the elders. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands saying, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea that are in them heard I saying, Blessed and honor and glory and power be Unto him that sitteth upon the throne, and unto the Lamb forever and ever, the arm of the Lord. And the four be said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders 
fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. That's the arm of the Lord. So it's, when you hear it talks about the lamb, that's God. The arm of the Lord. Still God. It was his arm. Just like there's the hand, functions of the right hand, functions of the feet, the head, all those stuff. That's God. Right there. Nothing hard. Nothing hard. We're almost done. We are almost done. Oh, man. Whew. Let me read this to you. John 6, verse 60 to 65. Talked about a hard saying. Many disciples, they heard this, said this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured. He's like, what? And if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up before where he was before? Huh? What? And if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? He was the Father. He was, He's the Father. Was the Son in redemption. And he's going back to where he was. Before the world. Come on. Jesus is the Father. People that say Jesus is not the Father. Come on. It's right there. Let's keep reading. <laughs> it is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not, and who should betray him. And he said, Therefore I said unto you that no man could come unto me except the word given unto him of my Father. Only the Father allows. It's not, it's not a democratic process. Only God chooses. He said, I, You didn't choose me, I chose you. Ha <laughs> ha. John 5, verse 17 to 45. So it's talking about Jesus says, My father worketh here hitherto, and I work. And guess what? The Jews wanted to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he said God was his father. And it made himself equal with God. And then Jesus told him, said, Verily I say unto you, the son can do nothing of himself. The son couldn't do anything of himself. But what he seeth the father do, for whatsoever he doeth, these also do with the son likewise. Because Mo it was prophesied in Deuteronomy. Moses said, I will raise, God said, I will raise up a prophet like Moses. But guess what? This one will be greater. Everyone going to hear. He's going to speak in his name. Everything he says he's going to do. For the father loveth the son and showeth him all the things that himself doeth. And he will show him greater works than these that ye may marvel. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickens whom he will. For the Father judges no man, but has committed all judgment unto the Son. He's going to give all those things, the power to the Son, that all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. They can honor the Father, but they ain't honoring the Son, the one who sent him. He that honoreth not the Son, honoreth not the Father. It's like saying, you know, you claim you love God, you hate your brother, you're a liar. The same way right here. He that honors not the Son, honors not the Father, which has sent him. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word. And actually, now I realize that. <laughs> it just came in my mind, actually. Joab, one of David's servants. You know Why? You know why Joab was killed? Think about it. He, Joab, worked for David, was great friends of David, respected David. 
He didn't honor, if Joab would have honored Solomon the way he honored David, he would have lived. But because his dishonor of the throne, who sat on the throne, got him killed. Ooh. It's, it's like a reversal. Solomon sat on his father's throne, David. And Joab honored David. But Joab didn't honor or respect Solomon. And guess what? That got him killed. That got him killed. You can be in the church, but if you don't respect the son, the same way you honor the father, there's no point of living. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. That, that just came up to me. That, that just came. Revealed from heaven. Hallelujah to God. So it's all about here that here is my word. See, that, that was just a bright moment. Like, I just thought, oh, this reminded me of Joab, the issue. That just reminded me there. He said, he that heareth my word believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Verily I say unto you, the hour is coming, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. When the dead shall hear the voice of God, the voice of the Son of God. Now, when it says that, because remember, when the Son of God died, the blood testified, he's preached to them in prison. He wasn't resurrected yet, but it said once he died, all the dead, the graves were open, and all the bodies in the tombs were risen up. The voice of the Son of God. Speaking, crying out, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has given to the Son to have life in himself, and given authority to execute judgment. Because what? He is the Son of Man, the Lord from heaven. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming. All the graves shall hear his voice and will come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. I can of nothing, my own self do nothing as I hear, I judge. My judgment is judged because I seek not mine own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. He always spoke of his Father. If I bear witness on myself, my witness is not true. There is another. And also, this is why Jesus is called greater than Solomon. Not because only wisdom, but because of his respectable seat. A greater than Solomon. Jesus is a greater than Solomon. Oh man! <laughs> oh, that I can't. I still that's just that's just popped up the Joab issue, but that's true right there. And it talks about receive not the testimony of man, but these things I said that you might be saved. He said, if I bear witness of myself, my witness is not true. There's another that bears witness of me, and I know that the witness which he witnessed of me is true. He sent to the John, he bear witness unto the truth, but I received not testimony from man. He ain't listened to his cousin John. Even though what John spoke is truth, but he ain't received testimony from him. But these things I say that ye might be saved. He was a burning and a shining light. And ye were willing for a season to rejoice in the light. But I have greater witness than that of John. And that's the Father. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the same works that I do bear witness of me. That the Father has sent me. And the Father himself which has sent me hath borne witness of me. He had neither heard his voice at any time, nor seen his shape. And ye have not the word abiding in you. Not the Bible. His word, the revelation, they don't have that. You can have the scriptures all you want, but if you don't got the word, it's useless. For whom he has sent, him you believe not. Search the scriptures. He's telling the Pharisees and them, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. You think the Bible gives you eternal life? 
No. No. The Bible does not give eternal life. God gives eternal life. And they are they which testify. The Bible testifies of the word. The word is not the Bible. The word is Jesus. It testifies of that word. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. Because I can say the nation of, the nation of Islam, some of the Masons, all the secret orders, they have the word of God because they use the Bible. The word is not abiding in them. You can know it all you want. doesn't mean you know the word. The word is God. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. I receive not honor from men, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. <laughs> they don't got God's love in them. Because I came in my Father's name. The Son came in the name of the Father. And he received me not. But if shall another come in his own name, oh, you're going to receive him. Oh, they're going to receive it came from someone else? Because mm. if he came in the name of Joseph, probably they would believe him. But no, he came in the name of his Father, Jesus. How can ye believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that comes from God only? Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. He said, I'm not going to accuse you. There's only one accuser who did that, Moses. Moses accused you who y'all like to trust. But if he would have accused you right now, y'all would have been pleaded guilty. That's what he said. Woo. <laughs> Man. <sighs> I promise you we're almost done. <laughs> we're going to, let's get it. Revelations 1, 1 and 5 to 8 talks about the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, show unto the servants things which must shortly come out to pass, sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, first begotten of the dead, the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, washed us from our sins in his own blood, made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion forever. Behold, he cometh with clouds, every eye will see him, and also which they pierced him. All kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha, Omega, the beginning and ending, saith the Lord Jesus, which is and which was, which is to come, the Almighty. That's Jesus. Jesus Christ. Stop saying Jesus is not the Father. He is the Father. He is the Father. And we describe, I don't want to describe what Father meant because that was in the last episode. You can listen to that. But that's the Almighty. The Almighty. I'll have Alpha and Omega beginning and ending. Saith the Lord, the Son of Man. Second Corinthians 6.18 And we'll be, so all right, so those who say Jesus is not the Father. I'll read this to you. So the one who said that, the Almighty, the Lord Almighty, Jesus Christ is Lord, the Lord Almighty. That's what he said, right? Let me read to you this. Second Corinthians 6.18 And will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Who is the Lord? Isn't Jesus Lord? One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one spirit. And this is the same Jesus that said, I will be a father unto you. And this is a capital F. And you shall be my sons and daughters. So Jesus is the father right here. That's God Almighty. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. The father and the son. We didn't even get to the, we're going to, again, part three, we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And I'll prove it. I will prove it well. I'm going to catch them by surprise. Genesis 17:1. And when Abram was 99, 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. I am almighty. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So. <laughs> Ezekiel 10:5. And the sounds of the cherubim wings was heard even to the outer court as the voice of the almighty God when he speaketh. So that's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus right there. Woo! My God, my God.
Acts 5, 31, 32 talks about him, God exalted with his right hand. God exalted the son with his right hand to be what? A prince and a savior for it to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost whom God has given to them that obey him. Mm-hmm. My God. Isaiah 49 verse 1 to 13. Listen, O isles unto me and hearken people from far. The Lord hath called me from the womb. Ah. The son, the child, because of the Holy Ghost was called from the womb. From the bowels of my mother had he mentioned mention of my name. And he hath made my mouth like a sharp sword. The word of God is like a two-edged sword. In the shadow of his hand had he hid me. Made me a polished shaft. In his quiver had he hid me and said unto me, Thou art my son. Oh. Okay, let me just. <laughs> I hope y'all got that. Thou art my servant, O Israel, in whom I will be glorified. Then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught and in vain. Yet surely my judgment is with the Lord and my work with my God. And now said the Lord that formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob again to him. Who else did that? Who else did that? Though Israel be not gathered, yet shall I be glorious in the eyes of the Lord, and my God shall be my strength. And he said, It is a light thing that thou shouldst be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to restore to preserved of Israel. I will also give thee for a light to the Gentiles that thou mayest be my salvation unto the end of the earth. Talking to it, son. Come on. Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel and his Holy One, to him who no man despiseth, whom the nation abhorreth to a servant of rulers, kings shall see and rise, princes, princes shall also worship because of the Lord that is faithful, and the Holy One of Israel, he shall choose thee, thus saith the Lord, in, that ex in an acceptable time have I heard thee, in the day of salvation have I helped thee, and I will preserve thee, and will give thee for a covenant to the of the people, establish the earth, to cause to inherit the desolate heritages, that thou mayst say to the prisoners, Go forth to them that are in darkness, show yourselves. Thou shalt feed in the ways, and their pastures shall be in all high places. They shall not hunger nor thirst, neither shall the heat nor sun smite them. For he that hath mercy on them shall lead them, even by the springs of water shall he guide them. And I will make all my mountains away. And my highway shall be exalted. Behold, these shall come from far, and lo, from these from the north and from the west, and these from the lands of Sinem, sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. And break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord hath comforted his people and will have mercy upon his afflicted. <sighs> All that reading. So you can just tell who we're talking about. Elect. This was the elect. And of course, Zechariah 6.12 talks about, behold, the, na the, the man whose name is what? The branch, the Nazarene. Will grow up out of his place, build the temple of the Lord, even shall build the temple of the Lord, bear the glory, sit and rule upon his throne, be a priest upon his throne, counsel of beast shall be between them both, king and priest. It said Christ was like, like priesthood was like the order of Melchizedek. Right there. And then Matthew 10 20 talks about, it is not you that speak. He's talking about, you believe it's not you that's speaking, but what? The spirit of your father which speaks in you. The Holy Ghost. The spirit of Christ, the spirit of your father. So, are you telling me there are three different spirits? Spirit, well, come on, Trinitarians. And it talks about, Paul talks about 2 Corinthians 5 19. God was in Christ. He was in Christ. He was in that body, reconciling the word unto himself, the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath not committed us, and hath committed us un, unto us. The word of reconciliation. 
God was in Christ, was in that body, was in the Son, both human and divine, the mediator between God and man, Christ Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. And there was only one returning. Because David said, Judah is my scepter and lawgiver, lion of the tribe of Judah. Jacob was talking about he's going to wash his garments in wine, clothed in the blood of grapes, eyes like wine, teeth like milk. Talked about also, John was talking about the word, the divine expression, though not the Bible, but the word of God, clothed in blood, sits on a white horse, faithful and true. And only God is faithful and true. He's called the faithful God. Jeremiah 10, 10 talks about the Lord is the true God. His eyes like a flame of fire and head with many crowns, just like Daniel 10, 6 says, righteousness, judgment and war has heavenly armies, mouth a sharp sword to smite all nations, rule with a rod of iron, treads the winepress and fierceness of the wrath of God Almighty, both robe and thigh written kings of kings and Lord of lords. He's also called the God of God. God's Lord of kings and Lord of lords. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 4, 15, 17, the Lord will descend from heaven with a shout, the voice of the archangel and the trump of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first in the first resurrection. And it says we will meet the Lord in the air and we will be changed at that last trump. And the angels that saw the apostles said the same way that Jesus ascended into heaven with the glory of God, the son of man, he will return in the same way. And he talks about how John said he will come with clouds and every eye will see him. Jude was talking about Enoch's, Enoch's prophecy, the seventh generation from Adam, how he prophesied that the Lord will come with 10,000 of saints to execute judgment. And Jesus himself said the Son of Man, not the Son of God, but the Son of Man will come in God's glory with the holy angels. David testified in Psalms 50 verse 1 to 6, talks about God who shines will come not in silence. Fire devours everything on its way. Great storm rages around him. He is the judge. Jeremiah 25, 30 talks about the Lord roars from one high as one who treads grapes. The wicked will be given to the sword. Prophet Joel talked about the sun dark. The moon is bloody before the terrible day of the Lord. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. What's that name? Jesus. Isaiah said the Lord punished the hosts of the high ones and kings of the earth. Gather them in a prison and shut them for many days till he comes back. And the sun and moon are ashamed and confounded when the Lord will reign in Mount Zion and Jerusalem. And before his ancients, he also said, those who are dead in God shall live and the body shall rise. The dew is like dews of herbs and earth and the earth will bring out the dead. God's people who are alive should hide until the Lord's wrath is finished. Listen to me. He will come out of heaven and punish the unbelievers and the earth will reveal the innocent blood and all will see. Zechariah said the Lord will be seen. His arrow go forth like lightning. The Lord shall blow his trumpet and go with the whirlwinds of the south. The Lord of hosts will defend and protect God's people and we will as stones on the crown be lifted up as a banner. The glory of God is like in the form of fire when he saw the people in Exodus 24 verse 15 and 18. Jesus also said the son of man will appear in the sky coming with the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. His angels are sent with a loud trumpet call. Gather his chosen ones. Only the father knows when he will come. Not the son of God, but only the son of man knows because he's coming. Only the father knows the same way in Noah's day. Oh, so the soul will the son of man be. The son of man will come when nobody accepts it. Even Paul will expect it. And then Paul said in 2 Thessalonians 1 that the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his angels angels and flaming fire taking vengeance on those that don't know God and don't obey the gospel punished with eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and his glorious power he will come to be glorified in his saints and Isaiah lastly says he will come in glorious apparel 
great strength, speaks in righteousness, mighty to save, red in apparel. Garments like those who tread in wine fat, trod them alone with wrath and anger. Blood is sprinkled on his garments, clothes are stained. The day of vengeance, God's time for redeeming has come. So there is no way you can tell me there is three gods or three persons in the Godhead because only one will come back. And that is God Almighty, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of Man. Oh, man, you cannot tell me that he is God. Son of God Almighty, the Lord from heaven. Praise be God. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Whew. So we discovered. Now, <laughs> to close, what we learned that the Son of Man, the Son, had a mother, which was Mary, conceived of the Holy Ghost, was made. He died, rose again, sitting on the right hand of God. Son of God was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, came by water and by blood. The son of man is God. The son of God was not God. What was in him was God. Two natures, human and divine. When it said God with us, beheld the glory, he made the body in the womb. Divine, two natures. Two natures. God was in Christ, and Christ was also a spirit, the Holy Ghost. The Son of Man will come back, not the Son of God. The Son of Man will come in the look and the identity of the Son of God. The bone structure, because his bones are not broken. He is the lamb. The toughest bone in the lamb is the shank. The arm of the Lord made bare, beheld the glory, died for us, bruised for us, so that we may have eternal life. And we have, and we know it's true. We know it's true. Why? Because we have the Spirit. The Spirit bears record of it. God's witness, the Father witnesses of it. This is the sonship of Jesus. And that's the end. Thank you for listening to the message. I pray that this word enlightens both you viewers and listeners. We drop every Sunday at 2 p.m. If you have Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, you can follow the page at the KP Ethos Pod for any questions, prayer requests, or testimony. Our email is the KP Ethos Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless you. And I would like to close with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. God bless.